daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Coop, the podcast that says take a good look at that ass. You'll be following it all day. Um, take a good look at that ass. You'll be following it all day. I have no idea. Is it like anger management or something? No, it's from the film The Animal because to be apt this week, we are doing a film about animals. <laughs> oh, God, don't get ahead of yourself. So I'm Luke. This is Luke. And this is the Sandler Pit, a podcast where we used to watch and talk about every Adam Sandler film or appearance or TV show. Uh, this is, oh God, I want to say five weeks in a row where we haven't even Adam Adam Sandler in it. I think this is our fourth film without Adam Sandler. A long a time. Row. I don't even care because this week we are going to be covering animated feature film by Nickelodeon Studios. We're going to be doing Barnyard. <laughs> I think there's a longer title of it, isn't there? Is there? Let me have a look. Oh, Barnyard, the original party animals. <laughs> That's the full title. Yeah, when you say it, you give it its full title, man. Give it its respect that it deserves. I need to give it its respect. I watched this film when it came out. I think I got it on DVD like that Christmas. So 2006, I was about 11. I've watched this multiple times over the space of about a year. I think I watched it about five times in 2007. And I've never seen it since. But it's burnt a hole in my brain where it just lives inside my brain all the time where I think about the scene where a wolf tears a cow man apart all the people all of them have udders even the male bulls they have udders Uh, there's like a monster man there's a boy that gets pushed over there's all these evil wolves oh it's so good Well, there you go, folks. That is it. The end of the episode. I'm quite overwhelmed. Going to be honest, into the Sandler but... Castle. There's no way that this film isn't going into the castle with how much you just wax lyrical about it. I think <laughs> you spoke more passionately about Barnyard in that moment than we have about any single film that we've watched in the last year and one month or whatever it's been. Well, in our time, in recording time, I pulled the Barnyard out of the uh, the hat about ten minutes ago, so I'm still on this fucking high because it was the one I wanted to watch and talk about because we mentioned it in our episode on uh, Paul, Paul Blart, Blart was it? because yeah. this is a Kevin James film. Yeah, we've realised that we're running quite close to the end of, of all the films so we're just sort of branching out before we watch some of the better Adam Sandler films that we want to end on a high note mm. and uh, yeah this is one that we just had to revisit because I didn't even realise this was Kevin James until a couple of weeks ago I remember the film I I haven't I'm going to say I haven't seen it because I can't remember anything from it apart from what the cow looks like and I had the Playstation 2 game when I was a kid and I remember seeing like some of the cutscenes were just clips from the film that weren't connected to any of the levels so uh, I've watched it in the way it was intended to be watched I guess you could say <laughs> cut apart like that so it's like set on a farm i think but the animals all can talk and they're all like mates and they all hang out together and have parties in the barn and i think there's otis the cow is the main character played by kevin james he has a dad who's played by sam elliott and then there's a bunch of like weird animals like i think there's like a stoner donkey and a really really fat hungry pig and a chicken and they're all just like best mates and they all hang out together and it's awesome 
Do you know what is insane? If people have listened to our other Hotel Transylvania episodes and stuff, when we first started, you were really negative about animated films that were like just <laughs> egregious dance scenes and like pop songs being inserted into films and stuff. And this one, the line on IMDb explaining the plot is when the farmers away, all the animals play and sing and dance. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's everything that you said you hated about these animated films. Turns out you love one... it. If there's one thing that this podcast has established more than anything else is that I'm a fucking hypocrite. I say things that I don't actually you say believe people are nerds the and then you go on about Pokemon Dungeon, Enter the Dragon. Now, <laughs> now, you, you, no, it was Explorers of Darkness and it was an awesome game. You have to fight Primal Dialga at the end and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if someone's listening to this for the first time, they've tuned in for the Barnyard episode. Oh, it's been this rambling, like, horrible. So happy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, from what I've seen of this film, just from the IMDb page and from a clip you sent me, the animation looks horrendous. It looks like when computers first got discovered and everyone was thinking that they could make anything on it. To think that this film come out like years and years after the first Toy Story and whatever is insane because it, it doesn't look like it came after it. Isn't it weird though? Because I remember these films coming out like this and the open season and uh, little that Red Riding Hood one, Hoodwinked and stuff and seeing them advertised and stuff and was like, all right, here comes another animated film. It's only now looking back, I'm like, holy fuck, these are the ugliest films ever made. Mm -hmm. Like they looked horrendous. Yeah, they don't look good at all, do they? But at the time, I thought they were fine. Are we going to watch Back at the Barnyard, the sequel? There's a sequel. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a series. 52 episodes. Oh, Oh. my God. Should we watch all of them? (laughs) Kevin James isn't in it. He's been replaced, much like Adam Sandler with Dracula. And Kevin James with Frankenstein, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's leaving. I see this as like a nice gap in the middle for us, like to prepare us for when Hotel Transylvania 4 Transformania comes out. It's yeah, quite that's nice to have an animated be... film to bridge the gap, isn't it? Yeah, that's all we give a, a shit about, really. Oh my god, archival recordings of Shaggy's Boombastic was used for the performance of Rapping Mouse Biggie Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm excited to watch this and I don't know why. <laughs> So whenever we watch these films that aren't Happy Madison, we play a little game called Make Mine Madison, in which we make art house films into fart house films. This week, are we going to be making Barnyard, the art house film Barnyard, into a Madison film? Yes. Yes, that's wonderful. (laughs) Definitely we need to do that. We need to turn this into, if this was a Happy Madison production, what character would Adam Sandler be playing? Who would Alan Covert be? Oh, this is going to be a fucking good time. This is going to be a really weird episode. A lot of our format points don't really work because I can't imagine that Kevin Nealon's going to turn up and we won't be like ticking that off on our James Journal. Are we doing a James Journal for Barnyard? So usually we have something called the Sandler scale, which is a bingo sheet full of tropes that are in Adam Sandler films. Recently, we've had to repurpose it into different formats like the James Journal for Kevin James films and the uh, Rock Pool for Chris Rock films and the, I can't remember what we said for The Wrong Missy. The Spade Page, I think it was. The Spade Page and the Covert Code and all sorts of shit. Uh, So we're back to the James Journal. I definitely want to do one for this. I feel like it might actually hit some tropes, which is ridiculous. We'll just have to really, like, avoid any actors. Yeah, but, like, left-field emotional moment that has no right to be in this film, actor who shouldn't be in this film, that appears in the same scene with the Johnny Cash... 
murdering wolves scene. Well, we got some stuff like crossed eyes and fart jokes and whatever. Oh, well, yeah. There might even be a court case in Barnyard. I mean, if there's Biggie Cheese, the rapping mouse, I don't even know what, what else there might be. Yeah, um, God knows. Oh, I'm really excited to revisit this. This looks absolutely shit and so funny. How well do you remember it? Because you said you watched it six times. Do you reckon you can like, remember go through all the plot? It. Yeah. Do you want me to do it now for you? No, not really. <laughs> this film, yeah, I can remember pretty much beat for beat. There's this and then something happens and then they have to go on a little adventure and then some party dance scenes and then there's a <laughs> big fight scene i remember a big fight scene it literally sounds like grown-ups too it's grown-ups too but with cows and a really emotional moment about half an hour in i'm really here for it grab your motorcycle grab your um big pair of udders you're going to strap onto your belly because we're going to be hitting the field hard tonight lads yep squeeze your udders it's time to get milky moo (laughs) moo you are now listening to the sandler pit there is a cow outside. There's a cow farm. You're going to find cows outside. Right, I'm recording straight away because I want you to explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like such a tit. I'm fucking fuming myself. So I was just set, literally. Oh, God. I think seven alarms or something for about half eight till 10, 10, 15. I kept muting them all. But like, I think I woke up about half nine and was like, all right kind of woke up was on my phone for a little bit there was like, i'll just close my eyes for a second and then when i opened them it was it was you being like where the fuck are you and the million messages i feel like, horrible little man <laughs> i know i feel i feel terrible i haven't even had a chance to show off my costume oh my god are you dressed as a donkey yeah oh my god it's donkey from shrek as well i know it's not the official barnyard donkey are you really gonna do the whole podcast with that on your head i'm not gonna do the whole podcast with this on my head this kind of makes up for the seething anger that I'm currently feeling. <laughs> uh, um, how can I make it up to you, Luke? I'm sorry. I've wasted an hour of your morning. God knows. Have you been sat there waiting in front of the computer yeah. ready to enter me? Into just thinking to myself, maybe, just maybe, he might not be an absolute piece of shit. But no. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is, when I said to you yesterday, you asked me what time. I said uh, half ten. As soon as I sent it, I regretted it because... I'm out of work at the moment. So I've been like going to sleep at like three o'clock in the morning and waking up at about 11 every day. So when I said half 10, I was like, this is ambitious for me. I got out of bed at about five to 10 and I was feeling like shit to talk about this fucking horrible film. (laughs) We could have started the podcast. There's all this going in the podcast. I hope it does. I guess so. (laughs) Just one thing I even do the way back. One thing I did while I was waiting for you, I, um, I did the episode without you. <laughs> you did the review, you put it in the pit. Yeah, I have no excuse. My body clock, I think, is just absolutely fucked. Well, should we get going? Are you less angry? Will you be okay? I'm going to be fuming the whole time. The whole six oh, hours that we're going to That's going to bring about. down this <laughs> six hours. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. And we are back. We have watched the... 2006 film Barnyard, the original Party Animals. We've um, cleaned the muck off of our trainers' <laughs> trousers. <laughs> <laughs> We've put down our shotguns. <laughs> and uh, now we're here to discuss the film Barnyard. Luke, what is the plot of the film Barnyard? Oh my God, there's so much going on. So there's a cow. He's a bull, right? 
Are they all called cows? Or yeah, yeah, I think a female. Nature? A female cow. No, they're called cattle. Cattle or bovine or something. Or Bovi- ox, yeah, but... one of the two. But this film just calls them cows and they all just have our distinct yeah. if they're men or the women. Yeah, because a female elephant is called a cow and a male elephant's called a bull. But whatever. So instead of these beautiful bulls having like penises swinging around, they all have massive, massive tits. <laughs> Instead of having horns, they could have all had horns, couldn't they? They could have all had horns. You know what? I was thinking, if you looked at that and you removed the udders, you'd know it was a cow. Like, there's no denying that that's a cow. So why did they do the udders? And it's a kid's film as well. And, like, they do look like they've basically just got four penises out all the time. Yeah, and there's multiple shots of the main cow running at the camera. And you can just see them jiggling about. And, like, at one point he runs into the camera and the udders are in the camera frame and it's yeah it's really disgusting but yeah we're in a barnyard somewhere in america there's a cow called otis played by kevin james he's a party animal he just likes to party and have a really good time with his mates his adopted dad oh fuck i don't even know if i can get through this man his adopted dad is a very brave and lovely cow by the name of ben who is voiced by sam elliott from big lebowski he's got the best voice of all time and he, he's the protector of the barnyard from the coyotes. And then something happens and Otis has to step up and protect the barnyard. But he's it's kind of about his struggle with his newfound identity as the leader when before he was just the clown. And other hijinks and other stuff ensues. Luke, what did you think of the film Barnyard? So I've got no nostalgia for this, whereas you're very nostalgic for it for some inexplicable mm. reason. <laughs> I thought that this was fucking shit. <laughs> this oh was- no! This wasn't funny in the slightest. It wasn't fun to watch. It was empty. I, I don't know. I just I just thought the whole thing, I thought it was terrible. To me, it looked like every background looked like the Windows background. My wife pointed that out and I was like, yeah, this is why we work together. It looks empty. There's just nothing. The characters are all detestable. There's not a single likable character in this, I don't think. Maybe Ben comes close and oh. he dies 20 minutes. Oh, okay. There's nothing okay. fun, creative. It's a poor copy of The Lion King, but with cows, but not even pushed to the point where it's funny I don't know I just I thought it was a tough watch it was only 90 minutes long and it it felt like the Irishman (laughs) (laughs) I don't know yeah I really didn't enjoy it I I was yearning for the days of Hotel Transylvania and this I think if we rewind back to when we were going to watch that first one I think I said it in the intro that this sounded like everything you said you hated and it is and more because like the animation's not good in the slightest it feels like even when this came out it was probably outdated if I had kids and they wanted to watch this every day I think I would probably leave (laughs) (laughs) just like animals just dancing (laughs) that's all it is it's poor (laughs) what about you (laughs) what do you i loved it i loved it (laughs) it's so crazy this is the most we're ever going to disagree i think genuinely i actually quite liked it i thought that the characters were good the story was good i thought everything about it was good the only (laughs) thing for me that i didn't like was the animation and the animation is shit like really bad but i was picturing as i was watching it i was kind of like closing my eyes and thinking if this was like a hand-drawn animation or if someone redrew the entire film from scratch but kept all the audio exactly the same and the exact same plot and the exact same story this would be remembered way more fondly than it actually is the I only reason it would I don't see anything wrong with it like the voice acting's all pretty solid there's a couple of good jokes yeah i had a lot of fun it's, it's a good time. The main characters are horrible. Okay, let's go through. Let's break them down. So there's Otis. What does who, he do that's good? Uh, he's beaten he, up and steals a car, on. drink drives. What does, 
What does he do that's good? He defends the fucking barn from coyotes. He he risks his life to save a child and stuff. He thinks he's not good enough, but he gives up everything to go and defend the barn and save the animals. So this film is, apparently it's a uh, thinly veiled (laughs) version of Animal Farm. Is he the evil pig? Because... He's saying that those right, animals this... aren't worthy of survival, the coyotes. This let me, is let me not the Animal it's Farm. The <laughs> this is not Animal Farm. Animal Farm is a very intelligent, <laughs> well-written commentary on communism. Why does the trivia say that this is an adaptation of Animal Farm? Who wrote that? Who wrote that? I'm on IMDb now. Give me a second. Steve Odekirk, the director of <laughs> Barnia. There's no source for that. Someone's just said it. And everyone's upvoted it enough for it to be the. That's not true. It is true. This is not. It's not. This is not Animal Farm. Do you not None remember the, the bit when it. Otis says that not all cows are made equal? <laughs> and they send Ben to the glue factory. <laughs> That's how he died. This is so harmless for me. Like, there's nothing in this that I thought was disgusting or gross or awful. I thought that the kind of message it has about adoption and building a family like that is quite sweet. And I thought the character moments between Ben and Otis and Otis and his love interest were actually quite sweet and quite heartfelt. And I did cry. Oh my twice. God. You've got a problem. How can you be this much of a hypocrite? This is literally the emoji movie of cows. It's not the emoji movie of cows. Oh, okay. This it's the emoji movie time. of worse animation and cows. Right. Okay. Otis the cow as a character, I quite like i think it's quite a good character i think kevin james's voice acting is really solid there's nothing wrong I've, with his voice acting when he's trying to be like funny around other animals he has that perfect kind of irritating voice when he's having more softer moments his voice changes in a way where you can root for him he's a good lead i was like i think this might be my favorite lead character in any of the 55 films we've seen oh. God. He's a man who's struggling with his identity. You watch him go from an adolescent to a man. But he's still the same <laughs> at the end. He's not the same. He's the he leader is. of the barn. He becomes the leader of the barn. His turning point is that he decides to sneak into a boy's house and push him out of bed. <laughs> That's not the turning point. That's an extra additional funny scene showing that he is different to Ben. And it leads to that scene where they're like, oh, imagine if Ben was still around. We'd never have been able to get away with that. Where he has that quiet introspection about that and walks through the barnyard all sad and it's beautiful you're mad not, you're mad you're just terrible. not seeing past the animation and clouded no, by nostalgia it's, it's not i feel like everything in this is you say it's harmless but i feel like if kids watch this like there's a bit where a what policeman says that? he wants to strip search kids oh yeah that's bad i wrote that excited down, about it it definitely encourages drink driving at one point because it says they get drunk on milk and then they're all driving a car while drinking milk and like crashing it. They're cows. They're cows. They're drinking their own. It's essentially like us drinking our own cum. It's not drinking beer. Exactly. That's a weird thing to suggest. (laughs) They do. They get like drunk on it. They're in a, you see them in a pub and they're like all drinking it in pint glasses. And then a few minutes later, they're driving a car and drinking it. That doesn't say they're drinking beer while driving. I don't know what does. But also... How does it encourage it? Because those guys aren't shown to be like heroes. They're not like Ben. They are. Ben's they come and save the day at the end. They do save the heroes at the end. Jersey cows. I really like those characters. They're oh really funny. Uh, <laughs> they were really good. Let's Nothing just break everything funny down. Or good. I don't know what. It's re- You're deranged. <laughs> this is genuinely <laughs> a bad film. Right. I'm going to go through everything about this. Every character. You're going to give me your take. And I'm going to give you the exact opposite take. So we've done Otis. I thought it was a great lead. Okay. I thought not um, so great. <laughs> why did you think not so great? 
It's a, I think it's a fine performance, but like he definitely doesn't change. He just decides to stay at the barn and that's it. I think the him having sweeter parts to his character, like he is annoying, especially at the start when he's like snowboarding down a hill and just being irritating and having no responsibility. But he's got like sweet moments, especially with that little chicken baby thing. That's manipulation I, though. You said you don't like it. And I don't like it. And I love that this. little kid. Something it's with very a squeaky mani- voice. Very manipulative. That kid is like played obviously by some very lovely kid. And the coyote is like, I'm going to eat you for starters. And you genuinely are like concerned for the welfare of that baby. Baby. You do think for a bit this coyote could kill and eat this kid. I didn't mind it so much like the baby in it, but I mind more the fact that you definitely would hate that if it was in any other film. All right, uh, maybe. I think this one works very well. It sets up Otis as a kind of sweet character with flaws. And then him saying that he's not worthy of looking after the barn and giving up the responsibility. And then when he finds out that baby's been kidnapped, he fucking just like, I'm going to go on my own and I'll die. Fuck it. And he would have died. There was a scene. <laughs> where he nearly died the same as his father what about the bit where he basically um kills his dad by deciding he's going to go to a barn and play a guitar and sing an elvis song he does what he decides that he's going to go and sing an elvis song at a barn and it leads hmm. to his dad dying because it was his oh yeah he that's amazing he's a bad that's... he's a bad bloke no that's basically good. kills his dad that... yeah it's the same as uh, a little bit like the simba thing but obviously lion king does it a lot better most but films I, probably do it better than this. No, I love, right, I love the fact that this film's all about responsibility. It's a little bit like Spider-Man 1 by it Sam, is not, Sam Raimi. It, it is. The whole first film's all about responsibility and a character called Ben dies because the main character isn't responsible and then he learns to be responsible. It's the same beat, story beats as Spider-Man and it's quite good. What do you think of Ben? <laughs> I think Ben's okay. To Hell be yeah. Fair. He's all right. Really good. I like Sam Neill anyway. He's great in uh, Star is Born. <laughs> he does sound a little bit like he's just reading the lines and he uses his great voice to just kind of get him through it. What I about that bit where he... feel massively emotional with, with his performance in it. It's okay. A strong, a strong man stands up for himself. A strong man stands up for others. That's a really good line. If you can do it that easily, that's what I mean. It's not that good. <laughs> I really like, I think I mentioned in the intro, and I've mentioned at length about the the death scene of, of Ben the Cow. This film isn't marketed how it actually is. Like, it's not all oh, just it is. animals it, it, being dumb. It's it got is, like this it is mostly big... animals being dumb, though, isn't it? Sliding down hills into poo and stuff. Is it, though? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I like all the dumb shit as well. I think I, I might... I've I think you might have lost your mind. <laughs> I quite like it. And I feel like an idiot because I like it. I logged it on Letterboxd. I gave it three out of five. And I also put I liked it. It's higher than most of the ones on here. I checked on the other reviews and they're all like one star, two stars. And I'm like, what's going on? I feel like a dickhead. Yeah, well, you should. <laughs> ben is a really good character. He's very stoic. He's the opposite of Otis. And they're not even related. But he describes him finding him as a kid and realising that he sees the stars dance and he realised that was where he needed to be and that's what he needed to do, which is a really sweet scene between the two of them. And that pays off really well at the end. Like, that's one of the most poignant endings of these... Like, of a shit animated film like this, it has such a poignant, sweet end that's quite quiet and understated and and nice. It's surprising. I was just glad it finished, to be honest. 
So he said the stars danced and then Otis has a love interest. And then when the love interest gives birth to her child, who, by the way, the dad died of blood, as did all the other animals. There was like a, a barnyard genocide. So there's this really dark story in the middle of this about her husband dying and all the other animals, except her and the other cow that she's mates with. So she gives birth to this cow. Otis goes, what's, what's its name? And then she says, I'm going to name it Ben, which is really nice. Then Otis goes out, looks at the stars and sees them dance. Fuck me. Visual storytelling. I can't help but chain. feel like that happens in another film that we might have which mentioned film? already. Which the, film? The fucking Lion King, when he looks up into the stars and sees his dad, is exactly the same. It's the poorest, poorest version of... This is like <laughs> if Jedward did a cover version of a Beatles song. That's what I'd this film it. is. <laughs> I'd love that. And you've met Jedward, so don't use their... And they're great they, guys. <laughs> they seem like, that's it. They're fun, so but they just... can't do poignant, so they would just don't try. <laughs> Diver can the Beatles. <laughs> You're saying Ringo Starr could do fucking oh, poignant? God. Maybe George Harrison. Maybe John Ringo Lennon. Starr's underrated. You need to <laughs> He's underrated. Yeah, everyone's so horrible about him all the time. He's a fucking good drummer. He's bad. No, he's, he's not. not. All right. Oh, yeah, he's really bad. He's in the best band of all time, but Barnyard's a good film. The same you year this Beatles film... the best band of all time. They're a great band. This you know what? There's no... There's two years after The Incredibles. It came out three years after Finding Nemo. It came out five right, years okay. after Monsters, Inc. Okay. Six okay. years after okay. Toy Story 2. Think okay. of all these films. I know, I know, I know. I know the animation's really bad, and I've said that, and I it's hate It's not just the animation. the animation, it's the writing, it's, <laughs> it's everything about this. Other than literally, like, Two performances. Good. The story's good. So let's it's get not on to good. Ben's death scene. No, let's I'm just not talking Ben's about this. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you're going in the pit. It's not. It's not. We're going to fight this out. This film came out two so, years after Shrek 2. Can I tell you that? <laughs> all right. That's. I was thinking what would have made this film better, way better, would have been if it was a DreamWorks film. Like, it would have ironed out a lot of it. Like, this isn't that good, like, compared to Over the Hedge or like Madagascar and stuff. Like, it's not like mid-tier. It's a little bit below that. It's definitely low-tier. It's not even low-tier because it has this really sweet through line with this really nice story between the father and son and this adoption story, (laughs) which is really good. Right, so Ben dies and he plays his little guitar and he's like smacking these coyotes and then they like tear him to shreds. But he manages to fight them off and then he just dies of his injuries in, in Otis's arms. Did you not, like, feel anything at that point? Not really. Because <laughs> the tone shifts from them, like, pretending to be a man with mannequin hands to buy pizzas, and then, like... That's so good. <laughs> I love not. that. Right, let's go through all the comedy in this. The snowboarding didn't like. I don't like most of the opening of this film. I think it sucked. And I started watching it, and I was like, oh, no, this is shit. This is dated really badly. The Jersey cows, I thought, were okay. The, they were. Uh, they were so annoying. I thought all the themes of them in the barn, were, all of them gave me a little bit of a smile. I don't know. Let me go through. Let, uh, did you like the bit where he's on the phone to, like, a? is he on the phone to a drug dealer? Oh, no, he's, he's the, on the phone like to, the like, someone to buy trainers. See, this is the thing. There's stuff like that that I thought, oh, that's quite <laughs> interesting. If it was, like, 
this will come into this in, when we do a make mine madison but i thought like so a motorola phone goes off and i thought okay that's maybe slightly funny hello moto and all that stuff and it's like a go and i think sam elliott's like oh yeah we're not allowed to have any human things and then fucking 20 minutes later he's playing a guitar <laughs> if that's not a human thing i don't know what is it's so inconsistent. <laughs> okay okay that's a pretty good point <laughs> Yeah, he's but, like, oh, we don't have any but, human goods. Because I thought that would be quite interesting if he wants to be a human and the whole story is about him actually, no, you're a cow. You're a yeah, cow, like, man. He refuses to walk on four legs, he walks on two. And, exactly. If it was something like, like that, it would have been so much more fun. But and if, and if it was a stupid film. If it was a story about, like, prohibition, <laughs> the bonds like, normal when Ben and the other arsehole animals are around, but when they've gone, like, all the tables, like, flip around and Yeah, stuff. if it was a bit like a toy it story. It's a bit like that. It's not like that, though. Ben doesn't care. He's like, you're going to go down and dance and sing tonight. Or something like that. Like, he's like, he lets yeah. his son get out of work to go and sing or whatever. Like... I it, thought that was because I think if they hadn't had that scene, Ben would have just been a bit of an arsehole. So would Kevin James. But you show that they keep give a shit about each other. That Ben loves him. He's like, oh, you're just gonna go party, whatever, have fun. Like he, he seems like a real dad, and that makes his death seem so much worse. This is literally because, just because your dad plays bass guitar and this cow plays guitar. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> just like my dad. <laughs> this is my dad. <laughs> It just reminds me of my dad also getting ripped to shreds by coyotes. <laughs> yeah, the coyotes of Sheffield. Um, uh, that's the name of his band, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of another film and I just Googled to see how far apart they were. Another film yeah, that on. did this better. <laughs> the ever-growing list, Chicken Run. Another film yes, set on a I farm with a much better story. I was going to give... Consistent. Oh, yeah, Chicken Run is honestly probably a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. It's really good. And the animation of that is perfect. The story is perfect. It does the great escape in a perfect way. We can't compare that, mate, because... Here we're looking you at can, a though, bad it's sim- film. It's that quite I similar think is- stories and stuff. It is, but this, I think is a bad film, but I think it has a lot of good merits. And I think that they actually do this storyline about the adoption and the fatherhood and the responsibility of fatherhood and looking after people. I think they do that quite well. For what this is, it does some of the things quite well. And I was like, I can't believe that they have a really grim death scene for the main character's dad in a shit Lion King-esque knockoff. They have that in the Lion King, but it's good and you actually feel it. But exactly, but this feels like like an empty farm backdrop with one guy getting like whacked. I want to know who this this was made for because kids. I thought this is of loads of vignettes of animals doing silly things on a farm, which it is, and then suddenly you have a through line of a very grim death scene. Some really actually quite scary villains that are horrible and this kind of storyline of responsibility which runs through it and works quite well. And I was like, this is surprisingly all right. And Mm. I had an all right time. I think those villains are a weird one as well, though. Yeah, the coyotes. The main one reminds me of, straight away I thought it sounds like Steve Buscemi-esque. And it's like, it reminded me a bit of Randall from Monsters, Inc., that sort of performance. But you can't hear half of what he's saying. He's going like, I'm going to eat some chicken. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's a bit, like, it's slightly creepy, but maybe like a bit too 
muffled. I don't know. I, I couldn't really work out what he was saying. I watch everything with subtitles on, so I could see what he was saying, but I couldn't really hear it. I was like, what? <laughs> That's a, a good point you made. I think the animation is probably almost a direct ripoff. You know, where Ben grabs him and fr- puts him against a tree by his neck and his ears are all down and he's all like cowardly and gross. That's mm. really similar to Sully and Randall from Monsters, Inc. Like really similar. Steve Buscemi would be perfect, but that's because he's perfect as Randall. And this is basically Randall. I didn't think mm-hmm. about that. I like the villain. I thought the whole time I was like, this guy's fucking gross and grim. Mm. And like, I think they, they come across as like threatening. Yeah. Like, did you find, at least if you didn't like the film, did you find the threat deserving of being a threat at least? Yeah, like, I think they work as villains. And I found them. But I'd rather them win. That was the problem. (laughs) I think they do it twice where the main one like creeps around the main hero as they're like getting torn apart and like takes out their back. And it's horrible. And you're like, oh, fuck. And he does it to Otis at the end. I was cheering. I was like, go on, son, get him. (laughs) No one was cheering. It's revenge of what they did to that poor farmer. Where they kick him repeatedly in the head. There's a vegan farmer and they give him brain damage. (laughs) That leads in as well. So, yeah, they do that. It's fucking horrible. Because they're like, this is a really nice man. Yeah, he (laughs) seems really good. To be fair, though, if you were a vegan farmer, would you be raising animals for eventual slaughter? I think these are pasture animals. I don't think they're going to slaughter them. But that raises the question, why are they raising pigs? Yeah. I get cows maybe for dairy, chicken for eggs. Maybe they've rescued them from a meat meat farm. I think that they were trying to not overdo it with the human animation it's because yeah. the humans look fucking dreadful but like they oh, could the have had it as like a, it could have been a pet in farm or something that might have been yeah. a bit nice then that but could then have played have in called... why otis wants to be a human that'd be called like petting farm rather than barnyard petting zoo I, I think that's good i'd get i get what you mean though like i think that the writers kind of got themselves in a hole where they're like oh all animals die that's what farms are for they're a production line for animal death hmm. so like, how do we get over the grim reality that yeah if these animals don't get killed by coyotes they'll just get a bullet in their fucking brain i bet and if you look right, into vegan it, farmer yeah i bet if you looked into it ben in reality would probably have been killed already he's like too old to mate or something he probably would have got a now they charge keep, through the head. They'd keep the bull for a long time, but they'd probably they'd have cut off Otis's balls and, and sold him for meat. <laughs> yeah, that's why he doesn't have a dip. That's why he has others. They cut off his dick. Yeah, and then all the cows you meet in the film, the other two, they'd have been reared to grow babies and then slaughtered as well. Yeah, how, it's kind of a... how weird is the inevitability of death looming over this film? Like that's they make so I many like. jokes, like right pork chop and. Oh yeah, I like the taste, I like the smell of bacon. It's so weird. It is weird. And I relish the weirdness of this at times. That's why I think if this was animated in a more creative way, this would be quite memorable and, and weird, I think. like I think you show this to the wrong kid and they're going to be like, what? what does my thumb taste like? And they start like, eating themselves. That's that's the worst case scenario of what this film could do to a kid. Hell yeah. Eat their own it, fingers. Yeah. Did, did you find a bit weird where they... They have it twice, I think, in the film. Something quite photorealistic appears. So when the farmer gets knocked out, they give him like the... uh, Yeah, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's (laughs) Web. And it looks exactly like the real book. Like it doesn't fit the animation whatsoever. And they do it with the KFC logo where the animals are playing darts (laughs) and they're throwing it at I was very happy to see Colonel Sanders appear. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, you're right. That is weird. That's like, have you ever seen it in SpongeBob where they'll be like just having a random scene and then there's always just like one shot of like a human eye or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) 
but in that it's funny whereas in this it's kind of it's a bit weird yeah just weird jarring it would have been um, funny if like the farmers had like pictures in the background of just like them as real humans but instead it was just like more horrible animation yeah they shouldn't have shown any humans because they do look really bad, but it does pay off in the funniest scene of the film. So I can't, I can't deny that. I'll get into that in a bit. It's the same animation. Do you know what's weird is that I don't mind it in like, when I was a kid and I watched like Jimmy Neutron, I was like, fine, this is fine. They have like bulbous eyes, big noses and stuff. I think yeah. it's fine on TV, but it's, imagine going to see this in the cinema and seeing that up on the big screen. You would, you would feel sick. I would. I'm not going to defend the animation whatsoever. The animation is disgusting. It hasn't held up. This is the sort it's of film where you would see it and you would be like, computer animation is going to die. We're going back to hand drawn yeah. animation very soon, whatever. But yeah. Did you see that uh, the Shrek retold or something? And it was like a bunch of animators just reanimated or recreated like a minute of they Shrek. like five seconds each or something, didn't they? Or something crazy, yeah. I'd love someone to reanimate this whole film I think there was a few in that that were like these weird zany 2D animations where you just see like Shrek and Donkey's heads like bouncing around and stuff. Weird German, whatever it's called, yeah. Adderism or whatever. <laughs> yeah, reanimate this whole film. Keep all the audio exactly the same, especially the Biggie Cheese scene. The problem with that idea, Luke, as good as that sounds, right, I'm going to get my calculator out. This film is 90 minutes No one long. gives a shit. <laughs> 90 times 60. Let's see. It's, it's 5,400 seconds long, yeah? Is that right? Mm. If I work that out properly? I don't know. Yeah. If we're saying that each animator gets... What should, what should we say? 30 seconds each? 30 you'd seconds to, each, yeah. You'd have to find 180 people that like Barnyard enough that they're going to put in the work that it takes to produce 30 seconds of animation, which is quite a lot. Yeah, the real problem here is that I think I might be the only person on Earth who likes this film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you do little little drawings, don't you? You can, you can recreate your style. <laughs> that should be my new project. I quit the podcast just to uh, reanimate Barnyard full time, even though that's, I've never animated anything. That's the rift that this film's created, <laughs> that you're going off to be an animator. What did you think of all the side characters on the farm? He has quite a few mates, so let's rattle them off. Um, I don't have a single note on any of these because I've been trying to look back over them. It's quite hard. My notes are crazy. I've got one that says why are there turtles um, on our farm? Yep, good question. Oh, there's a turtle that like like paraglides down, doesn't it? Or yeah, in the I think a lot of them like parachute over or something. My only notes okay. on the side characters are Pig loves the smell of bacon. Are they killing the farmer? His poor mangled body. Why does this mule keep doing it? Stop, he's already dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, mule, mule played by... Um, Danny Glover, isn't it? Danny Glover, yeah. Good what a, character. What a waste of Danny Glover's talent. He sings a horrible think... little song at the end. He's like... Mm-hmm. It's got no words. It's just, oh God. Um, it is not the circle I think of life. He's he's Rafiki, isn't he? Shit, this is just <laughs> exactly like it. But he's, I thought, was quite good for what he, he does. He, I think he's a bit undeveloped because he's basically the same as Ben. Uh, I think there should ben have just in- been one friend character and they make him really good. But instead there's about five and they're all shit. I didn't mind the kind of uh, the rooster chicken thing was quite all right. And it had a friendship with a cat that wanted to eat him. What, what? was that animal? I don't remember this. The weasel. So the weird the weasel. weasel thing. Why yeah. is that on a barnyard? Yeah, I don't know. For that but, weasel so milk. <laughs> 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 the milk in that poor bastard. <laughs> There's no other weasel. That's why he looks so fucked up. I've got a note that just yeah. says, What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> and then nothing else about him. 
so the weasel his character is that he wants to eat the chickens but he's like really trying not to and then at the end he like pretends the coyotes are chickens and starts eating them all which is quite horrible there's a pig which his character is that he's fat he sucks who else there's the mouse the mouse the annoying little mexican mouse He's all right. None of, hey, none I'll of them do me. anything. That's the thing. No, but they're just there yeah, wasting right. space right. on the screen. <laughs> the Lintrest cow. She's okay. Is she played by Courtney Cox? Yeah, another Sandler connection for us there, at least. Yeah, I thought she was quite good in it. As the other cows, Wanda Sykes um, is that her name? Wanda as Sykes as the sassy cow that doesn't like Otis after. Cow. She gives him like goo goo eyes or whatever you say mm. when he's playing with the chicken, and then ten seconds later she's like. Get this fucking guy away from me. I hate this fucking loser. <laughs> After she's just oh, really guy. looked yeah. at him so lovingly. Yeah. The chicken I've mentioned, I really like the baby chicken thing. I think it's the heart and soul of the film. Who else is there in this? There's so many characters. There's Biggie Cheese. What do you think of Biggie Cheese? I hated that. Because that's they've made this whole character <laughs> just from using the audio of a song. He doesn't speak. <laughs> he just says Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> I loved Biggie Cheese. <laughs> just a fat a fat mouse that sings Mr. Bombastic. That's it. That's true. Do you think Shaggy got paid? Well, yeah, definitely. There'll yeah. be a, a uh, copyright thing. Royalties. Is that a credit for him as Biggie Cheese? It is. He's I'd be a bit annoyed. I guess so. What if he has to be Biggie Cheese in a film? No, I'd be annoyed if someone stole my song and put me on a big fat mouse <laughs> and said, this He's is not even fat, is he? Shaggy's <laughs> just a normal man. And surely um, they could have thought of a better name for him instead of Biggie Cheese. That's true. Because that seems like yeah, a Biggie Smalls great... joke, but he's not even rapping. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't... Whatever. Biggie this was Cheese written by kids, I reckon. <laughs> Now we're getting up to the good stuff. The barn right, can boys. I, this, can I talk about one other musical moment since we're on this shaggy bit? I think that might be what I was just leading to as well with the barn boys, the uh, the band. No. Oh, okay. Cool. Not, no. I read the trivia of this film, yeah? Because yeah. I was so interested in it because I was like, what is this? And there was a note that said, basically, yeah, this is about the music. Oh, one of the things in the trivia, originally Billy Crystal was going to have a role in the film. He was going to voice one of the farm animals, Mike Wazowski. That would have been good. Yeah. It wouldn't because it would just be yet another thing in this that reminds you of a vastly superior animated film. There's so much of it. This whole film <sighs> is just offcuts of much better films. I know that's not very nice to say offcuts when it's about meaty animals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right here Get we go your fucking quote, here's my right. trivia that i wanted to tell you go on. the job of composing the score was offered to john powell but he turned it down for unknown reasons randy newman was assigned as the film's composer but he turned it down as well so this film was instead composed by john debney don't know who john debney is randy newman yet again trying to leapfrog off of another better film so when ben here we dies, are on the barn walking around the there. farm you got a cow in me and I'm trying to. I can't do it's that. It's the but... milk of life. <laughs> That's probably what it would be like. I will go milking no more. <laughs> but right, okay. What I was going to say is that there's a bit when Ben dies. It's his funeral. You're supposed to feel really sad. It says Ben a good cow on his gravestone. There's a song that yeah, plays beautiful. about being a father and son. And it is the worst version of When Somebody Loved Me from Toy Story 2 that I've ever heard, but about a cow and his dad. And it's literally, I kind of want to find it, but I kind of also never want to hear it ever again. But it was things like, I remember that Daddy, song, I'm right? a cow. <laughs> it was, Daddy, I love you. <laughs> it took me out of it so much, honestly. Right, where does he, where does he die? <laughs> about halfway through, I think. 
You I will know, be crying at it. Oh, I wrote, it's a lot of sad faces I've drawn on my nose. Just, this is so sad. Poor Ben, no last words of wisdom. That is beautiful. Ben, a good cow. Fuck, even the farmer respects him. Song, my dad by my side, now he's dead. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. It's so crap. Fishing with little Otis. <laughs> and then there's this a dog. This is a song by Peter Gabriel called Father Son. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. Oh, man, it's so oh, bad, God. honestly. Like that. Why does it have to be so much okay. like every other film? <laughs> well, here's a moment that's not like any film. What about Wild Mike? What, the one that's cousin it out of it's Adam's a monst- family? Like a weird, it's a weird monster that lives in a box. Captain Caveman and Cousin It from Adam's family. It's not like now, nothing else. Did you not have a moment, mate, though, at the end, when you think Otis is going to die and then all his, his mates show up to kick some coyote ass? Did you not love it when the donkey releases Wild Mike from the box and he just goes fucking crazy? I don't remember it happening, really, to be honest. There was a bit in the coyote fight, which I really like, which is where the mouse goes inside a coyote's ear and the coyote is like ah there's a mouse in my ear did you feel like that uh i don't remember you look at me like i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) i've got another note that says Um, are rabbits farm animals that need otis's protection why are there rabbits on a farm what are you getting from them he's the protector of nature he's like but why is the farmer got rabbits on a farm because he's a vegan farmer (laughs) as a vegan farm the only animal he He just does he's a vegan but he will eat rabbits That's why he keeps them, he milks them and eats them. All the, rabbits. <laughs> the rabbit milk. Um, yeah, good film overall, I think. I wrote, this goes from dumb cow snowboarding to existentialism way too quickly. I love this. Oh, um, the best man. scene in the film is a scene with a horrible little boy. And this horrible little boy, is he looks exactly like Jonah Hill. He goes up to the cows and he's like, that's called cow tipping. And then he leaves and goes home. And the cows stalk him home, break into his bedroom, flip him over, and then go, that's called boy tipping. And uh, it's really funny. It's a very long sequence just to deliver a trailer line. To pad it out, yeah. That's this, a trailer that, line. I remember the trailer very vividly with that line. That line has been seared into my brain for about 15 years. It's like, a, do you remember in Doctor Who in the season two, uh, no, series three, where the master like can't stop hearing drumming? I don't, I don't really watch Doctor Who. I know, it's you fucking annoying. He can't stop hearing drumming. That's me with uh, boy tipping. I can just hear... That's called boy tipping. That's called boy tipping. That's called boy tipping. I hear that all the time. We're finding out slowly about your mental unraveling, and this just <laughs> proves it more than anything. I'm dressed like a donkey. The thing, the <laughs> thing I love thing. about this is that this makes me feel so much better about how I was like, yeah, Big Daddy's a good film, and you were like, you're going insane because this is such a worse film than Big Daddy. <laughs> I think my right. Okay, I think my mental health is crumbling. I think maybe I've lost my mind. You need to speak to someone and it's not going to fucking be me. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm just, I just think, all right, okay. All right, I am clouded <laughs> by nostalgia. I am clouded by nostalgia. I do need help. <laughs> this is a cry for help. But I think there's some elements to this that are good. And You're I, wrong. I don't think, <laughs> You're so I, don't wrong. think I can, I don't think I can like look past it. Like there's just, it's the, so the piss scene, There's a bit in it where Otis does the thing that's in every film where an animal can talk, where he goes, ah, uh, moo. Yeah. Most recently seen in Sonic when he's like, ah, uh, 
meow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, what a hedgehog noise is that? <laughs> he just lies on the floor and pretends he's been run over, like all the hedgehogs usually are. Um, um, did like the look of the evil lair that the coyotes live at. I didn't I, know you got I to really... see it. Yeah, you know when... That's where the last battle is. Oh, it's just in some trees. No, it's not in some fucking trees, you dipshit. It's, like it's in, in a like... forest. No, it's not in a forest, you fucker. It's in a, like a junkyard. Yeah, it was really honestly, I've, I thought it was comparable to that fight scene in Infinity War in Wakanda. It was as interesting a location <laughs> as that. You know what? That It might be the original party animals. It's also the original Avengers. <laughs> this this did have... <laughs> This did have, bear with me, this did have uh, elements of Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. <laughs> it's like, what if Seven Samurai, but the worst film you've ever seen, instead of one of the best. <laughs> but I think that would have been more fun if all the animals were in separate barns in the farm or something, and he had to go over and like win them all over slowly or something like that. But they already all like him. He doesn't have to convince them. He has to leave. He's a stereotypical Adam Sandler character. The, the, Everyone loves him right from the start. Everyone loves him, but... Everyone loves him, but he doesn't feel deserving of that. He doesn't feel like he's a leader. Everyone has these expectations because he's Ben's son and everyone likes him. He does feel he's, deserving. He, doesn't he just have a massive party with him at the, at the start of it straight away as soon as he becomes leader? No, no, but he does. He can't, he doesn't feel right to lead and protect. And as soon as they like come in and basically go, we're going to kill and eat an animal tomorrow and you're not going to be able to do anything. And they get him on the floor and shit. That's <laughs> so humiliating and so like, oh, he's so good, man. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> It really isn't. I'm going to go through all of my notes before we go on to our sound scale because I've written like five pages full of notes. Like it's insane. I've never written this many notes, I don't think, for anything. Do you ever, do you ever just think maybe no one wants to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a mechanical man ride, which is quite funny that the cows ride. Yeah. See, that's the thing. If it was stuff like that and it was done well, I wouldn't mind it. Because one of the few jokes I liked was when they're surfing. I don't like the fact that they're surfing, but when he says manabunga instead of cowabunga, I didn't mind that. If there was loads of good good, like puns and funny stuff like that, they don't really use the format of the fact that they're animals, really. They could have had a lot more fun with it. But instead, it's just them pretty much just humans with others for the most part. Can you admit to me, though, please, that the I won't back down bit is quite good? Right. I love that song. (laughs) This this was going to be one of my points. The first time they do it is quite good. When he's just on the hill. The fact that he then plays it while he's fighting him is a bit shit. He doesn't play it whilst fighting him. He does a... Yeah, he plays the guitar. And then diegetically, he he does... Then he starts hitting them. There's no more music. The rest is non-diegetic sound. It's just in the background. I don't mind it when they've like like woven it into the score. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like they've put in a lot of work. But bits, of, bits of it are in the score, which I think is okay. But then the fact that that song gets played like fucking four times in this film is so boring. It's like, why are you still playing this bloody song? Because it's a fucking good song and it, it, it fits with the theme of the film, which is to knock that down. <laughs> so we go on to our James right. Journal then? How did you Stop. do how did I do? I did fucking unbelievably well. Uh, I got a line in 11 minutes and 30 seconds, I think. So I got good at sports. I think that you could count that as snowboarding because yeah. there's a bit where he like is going round the, the hill and he's manoeuvring it uh, in a really good way. He also plays golf in another scene later on. Fat joke, they make loads about the pig being mm-hmm. fat and forgotten what's important to him. Holy shit, that's the film. Kevin James has forgotten what's important, like being there for your fellow animal. 
not just partying all the time, but being I would, responsibility. I would argue it's he learns what's important to him rather than he's forgotten because he's he's been a kid. His he's whole never time, learned so it. Yeah, he wouldn't know it. Uh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if it said forget, he forgot what's important to the farm. Then yeah, maybe. But nah, I think there's. Well, there's I there's I could get a line, it. mate. I could get two other lines. So. You've, if we no, get rid got, of this. you have got that one it does i think okay. it does count it does count we've got unearned heartfelt moment a nickelodeon 2006 film should not have had such a heartbreaking scene as ben's death that is insane that they pulled that off incredibly um, bad tonal unearned. shift isn't it um no it's a good tonal <laughs> shift product placement you've got kfc motorola motorola quite a lot Injured animal, like almost every couple of minutes. You've got cows falling over fences. You've got Ben being torn to shreds by animals. Doesn't that bit of them surfing where they're apparently good at sports, yeah. doesn't it end with like quite a rough landing? Yeah, and they get like tar- oil and feathered. <laughs> and reference to weed, there's two like stoner pizza boys who are like, way. And I mm. thought they were obviously riffs on stoner pizza boy archetypal characters the only thing i didn't get somehow i didn't get a fart and i didn't get a makeover scene but that's Mm. it heavy on tropes what about you yeah same i got quite a few i got my bingo in 14 minutes it was old joke that was a bit when Mm. there's like this old dog and they're like oh these dog years are rough he's 13 and he I think there was a bit where he was like a skeleton on the floor playing a banjo. Did you see that? He's playing the banjo. He's part of the band. I think he was uh, sunken into the floor, though. I think he was just a head and arms. It was pretty fucked up. Everyone loves him. <laughs> We've spoken about that. I take that when the baby chicken and the other cows were like admiring him while he was playing with a chicken for some reason. Yeah. Horrible voice I ticked for the squeaky Jersey cow that had a random mobster voice for some reason. <laughs> hey, hey, oldest, how's it going? Um, I liked it. So that was my bingo, 14 minutes. Also had logo on screen, Colonel Sanders on the dartboard. Best friend with nothing in common. He's friends with a small, shy Mexican mouse called Pip. Well, he's a big cow who's crazy. Kid gets hurt. I ticked for the bit when the little chicken gets choked by Dag, the naughty coyote. Eh? Also, boy getting pushed from bed could be used for that if, if it's got to be yeah. a kid. Nice property I didn't tick because it's just houses and barns. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a bald joke that I can think of. To match up with your surprising lack of farts, there wasn't really any poo in this. Yeah, mad, isn't it? I was tempted to tick it when the pig was like covered in mud all the time because there's bound to be some pig shit in there too, but I wasn't forensically analysing what was covering the, the shitty little pig. <laughs> oh, it. no. Here's the moment I've been dreading. So, Luke, you've got a copy of Barnyard. Are you going to learn to be responsible and protect everything within the borders of the castle no film gets hurt whilst oh it's the cow is protecting the castle or are we gonna tear it to shreds and let it die uh, to a cover of a johnny cash song where are you put in uh, barnyard i am gonna film tip this movie into the pit i'm gonna push it over it's gonna it's gonna go straight in the pit covered in muck and shit this film was poor. It was really poor. Like bad animation, bad story, maybe like two good performances. But other than that, a pretty tough watch. And like it does put me off wanting to have children if they're going to want to watch crap like this. When I searched it on Netflix, it came <laughs> up. One of the other suggestions was called Coco Melon, which I don't know if you remember, but it was a thing that went viral a few years ago that was... Um, the song Johnny Johnny Yes Papa. Which oh, was yeah. Really oh, creepy and weird. 
and this has similar animation to that so I can see why it was a suggestion because it's quite hard to look at this film I know hard work went into it and whatever but like it's aged worse than the Cosby show (laughs) (laughs) It it was tough to look at I didn't particularly like any of the characters in it it reminded me of at least like 30 much better films that even came before it that, I mean, Nickelodeon have a huge budget, not to the same extent as like Pixar probably, but like this film could have just looked and sounded a lot better. The fact that they approached all these people to be in it that had done much better animated films and they all said no does not surprise me because like it's just weak. It's like a poor pastiche of much better things. It's so ambitious to be like, we're going to make our version of The Lion King. We're going to make our version of characters from Monsters, Inc. We're going to have references that are hinting at this and hinting at that. But we're also going to make every human in it look like they're mangled on heroin. It's just insane. (laughs) I think in the 90 minutes of this, I probably enjoyed maybe five or six minutes of the whole film. I think it's a very small percentage of what was good in this. And I know you're about to start saying about the messages in it, but like... Other films that are still not good have probably done this message better than what this film does. It's, yeah, a weak film and I don't think there's any place for it. I don't want it going anywhere near Hotel Transylvania. I think that this is worse than Eight Crazy Nights. I think that was a better animated film than this. It was more consistent, looked better. It hit the feelings more. It was funnier. It was much more enjoyable. I think if you put this in the castle above that, you're only lying to yourself. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I think that we should put Barnyard and Eight Crazy Nights into the castle. (laughs) That's my only way. Because you are right, Eight Crazy Nights, in retrospect, I think I was too harsh on it. I think we need to rewatch it. It was... It was a good time. It's, I mean, it is the season. <laughs> After all. Don't, we could watch it next. <laughs> Don't, let's not. I am definitely putting this in the castle for me personally. We'll work out a, what we're going to do in a minute, but let me just have my piece. I watched this, I remember being 11 or 12 and re-watching the DVD quite often with my brother. It's not a great film, but I think it does do some things quite well, particularly for this kind of film. If this had been a DreamWorks film or if it had been animated a lot nicer, I think people would have fonder memories of it. This is the best Kevin James has ever been in any of these films. Not his YouTube channel, but his films. This is him at the perfect balance of kind of irritating like party guy and quite poignant, heartfelt character. I like Otis as a character. I love Ben as a character. He's basically like Woody and Mufasa. He's good i like the music i like a lot of the visual gags i like a lot of it it's not good it's average at best but i still have quite fond memories of it and i thought whilst watching it the only thing for me that didn't still hold up was the animation yeah i had a good time i think we've never been this opposing i think that always like what's that film that you fucking hate the do-over oh yeah i didn't mind that but i came round to your way of thinking i think this is the first time where i've dug my i've learned from otis the cow i've learned my responsibility to dig my feet in the ground and say no <laughs> you move <laughs> i watched this with my wife we've only been married what like two and a bit months three months yeah, a couple of months and it's the closest I think that we've ever been to breaking up because I think she was like, why are you making me watch this? <laughs> Emma didn't like this? No, no she didn't. Does anyone? She was, we were about halfway through it and she asked, is this actually a film? <laughs> Fuck. 
right, what do we do then? We need to decide what to do. You want to put it in the pit very badly. I want to put it in the castle very badly. I don't think either of us should have our way. I think we need to create a new area, a pasture where we let Barnyard roam. Because it's not even an Adam Sandler film. When you say you're taking your dog to a farm upstate or whatever it is, you really want it to be killed. That's that's the biggest point, actually, is that we should never have watched this film in the first place. Hell yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't have watched this. And it's one of the Uh, worst ones. I feel like this is a little bit like if we take this cow out to pasture, it's a bit like Schrodinger's cat. Is that the thing where a cat's in a box and whilst it's in the box, it could be alive or dead? We don't know. If we say barnyard is in the pasture, it could have been killed and slaughtered or it could be alive. We don't know. And we don't think about it anymore. Is Mm. that a good agreement? You can pretend it's dead. I can pretend it's alive. It just doesn't exist in either field. It doesn't yeah. exist in the pit of the castle. It just exists. This is going to be like an ancient peace treaty. And for years, we keep handing down the legacy of the Sandler pit to our, <laughs> our ancestors. Because I, our don't like, I don't like fighting with you. And unfortunately, <laughs> and I'm going to say it now, I won't back down. <laughs> Neither will I. This film isn't going in the castle. No cows in the castle. There's a, there's a big <laughs> sign. <laughs> <on it. laughs> <laughs> I could imagine that for years and years we keep saying that it's in this pasture and then one day like our great great grandchildren one of them will open the box and it will set off like an ancient war <laughs> and be like Ghostbusters or something <laughs> yeah I think I agree we've decided it's in that box it's in the pasture it's um, yeah. sent to the slaughterhouse or whatever I'm not going to recommend this to anyone I don't think because I think this is another one of those things that I liked as a kid that I have nostalgia for that no one else will ever like and that's fine right what's weirder though that you're nostalgic (laughs) for this or that I'm nostalgic for the animal (laughs) (laughs) they're both very similar films In a weird way, yeah. <laughs> I feel quite nostalgic towards the animal now because yeah. that was one of our first films. And <laughs> remember the good old days where we'd watch the animal and then we'd watch Click and then we'd watch fucking yeah. Wedding Singer. We'd have like things to talk about. All these Adam Sandler films. Instead just of just watching another Kevin James. All right. Well, there you have it. Barnyard <laughs> is neither in the castle or the pit. It just exists maybe in a box upstate <laughs> in a farm. Is it a slaughterhouse? <laughs> is it a pasture? We'll never know. We'll never know. It's, it's if you pasture. listen to this expecting a verdict and you haven't got it, I'm really sorry. It's literally like, is it The Sopranos that ends like midway through a sentence? It just finishes. Yeah. That's what our verdict of this film is. It's just... Yeah, we can't come up to it because I'm never going to say this deserves to go in the pit and you'll never say this deserves to go in the castle. We'll just fight this out forever. And yeah, this will be a five-hour episode where we both disagree. Opinions are like others. All cows have them. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So <laughs> Barnyard is now yeah, Barnyard's now in in indescribable state of being. Yeah, who knows? Let's not talk about it anymore. But oh wait, we are going to talk about it because we're gonna do make mine Madison, make the art house fart house, <laughs> make the what was it? The <laughs> low you have another look. Highbrow, is it? Highbrow into highbrow lowbrow. Into lowbrow the art this is fart this house. is neither art house or highbrow yeah it's so, also not fart house as we discovered in our james journal there's there no, fart. no farts in it so in the realm of barnyard being in between fields we're going to do two things we're going to do make mine madison where we're going to come up with a sandler version of this and then make mine a24 where we come up with an art house version. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that idea <laughs> and which one do you want to do first art house or fart house let's go art house first i think 
Okay. I want to hear what um, you've got with this. I've got nothing, but I'll try and chip in. So yesterday I went to the showroom in Sheffield uh, and I watched two new art house films. One of them was... Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you heard about that film, the thing that happens in it? I haven't seen it yet, but... <laughs> I've watched it. I thought it was really good. Did you I, like it? I really loved it. And I'm not oh, okay. nostalgic about the old ones. And I watched this and I was like, I teared up at the end. I was like, this is really nice. Okay, fine. Uh, all my friends who've seen it didn't like it. But if you like it, I'll give it a chance. I, ge- um, like, I genuinely thought, I was watching it and I was like, this is a nice film. Like, it's got kids in it that aren't that annoying, <laughs> which makes a change. If you liked, like... Super 8, Stranger Things, like Fear Street a little bit. It's that kind of vibe. and It's like an Amblin type movie. I liked it. I thought it was nice. I'll give it a watch then. Thanks for the ringing endorsement. I was actually not going <laughs> to see it. And now you saying that has made me... All we right. both came out of it, me and me and Emma, sorry, and we were both like, yeah, I thought that was actually a really nice film. Especially like after that fucking Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy one. How people have Which the cheek one? to... The 2016 Ghostbusters. Oh, of course, yeah. That's a terrible film. How people have the cheek to say that this is bad when that film exists is insane. Talking of things that have been clouded by nostalgia, I think I've mentioned it to you, is that Evolution film, which is Ivan Reitman did the same film. He just made, instead of about ghosts, it's about aliens. Aliens. I watched that before Ghostbusters. So I prefer that to Ghostbusters. I'm a (laughs) fucking idiot. Like I watched that and I've got like this child of nostalgia. I'm like, I love this. Mm. Ghostbusters, I I think I watched for the first time when I was like 15, 16, because my dad hates it for some reason. So I never watched it as a kid. Right, so I went to the cinema uh, and I watched two films. I watched Petit Maman, the new mm-hmm. French film. You need to see it. It's fucking lovely. It's only yeah, 72 minutes. It's and it's. Do you know what the plot is? Yeah, roughly. It does look quite good. It's really nice. Like, it's a really sweet film. And then I watched a film uh, called Drive My Car, a Japanese film about um, a middle-aged guy whose wife... Drive My Car? Up. Did you say drive, drive by? Drive my car. Oh, if we said drive by, like in San Andreas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three hour long film about a man who's depressed talking to his driver. And he's like mm. a theater director or something. Just has conversations with his driver and other actors. And it's so depressing. It's a good film, though. You should That's watch long, it. isn't it? Three hours of that. Three hours. Like it's, I think it's two hours 59. It's very long. Yeah, because um, I was interested in that because I like Murakami. I've read a few of his books. They're good, yeah. but I don't know if I could be I, bothered for a three-hour film about that. Genuinely, if you get a chance, I loved it. I thought it was... I have heard terrible. people say it's like one of the best of the year, but fucking hell, three hours. I think, you can watch Endgame I think, in that time. <laughs> I think those three are my favourites. The uh, Green Knight, uh, Petit Maman and and drive my car. I don't know which one's number one yet, but Venom I came up with two, a film, <laughs> Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, obviously. <laughs> but my pitch is uh, Drive My Carnyard. Uh, it's exactly the same <laughs> film as Drive My Car, but it's uh, with Otis the Cow, and he's incredibly depressed and despondent after losing his father and his wife and his child. So it's an older, it's a sequel. So he's kind of alone. Everyone he loves is dead. He's a widower. He's getting old. He's always lamenting the fact he's close to the glue factory. He can't drive around anymore with the Jersey cows. He can't have fun at the barnyard anymore. And he's trying to put on a show at the barnyard with the animals and the uh, the band. What were the band called again? Barnyard Boys, I think you said. The Barn Boys. He's hiring the Barn Boys and they're going to put on a, a stage production of, I don't know, something, some art house, like, what's some artsy theatre thing? Like, Samuel Beckett is going to create like something like that, like a, an existential drama. Some Raymond Chandler. And then, 
Yeah, that's, and it's that's just, what it is in uh, Birdman's. So this can be kind of like Birdman as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, Drive My Car is like Birdman. It's Japanese Birdman. Like okay. he's putting on a, a production of Uncle Vanya, that Russian play, but all the actors don't speak the same language. It's right. like something that he's trying to do. He's like, oh, I want to show this multicultural version of this story where everyone speaks a different language. One person can only communicate in sign language. Right. So basically that, but it's with Otis the Cow and the Barn Boys. And then Otis the Cow is he's got a new young, I don't know, dog. He's driving him around the town and stuff. And he's just lamenting about the pain of his life and the depression he feels every day since Ben died and the responsibility he has trying to live up to that. I want it to be four hours long. I want Kevin James <laughs> to come back. I want it to be animated in the same style as the original. All right. Um, okay. I thought of one for myself well, now. Um, well. Mine's called The Taste of Milk. It's black and white. <laughs> <laughs> it starts off the same way, yeah, with them surfing down the hill. But yeah. he goes really far when he does the jump, yeah. So let's say he almost touches the state line. He's really far away. And in the crash, when they come down, everyone dies apart from Otis. Oh, my God. So, so this is a what if. <laughs> Yeah, all of his friends die. He's voiced by Mads Mikkelsen. And... Um, <laughs> So he's he's like really struggling because it's like let's say this is set in the south he ends up basically like close to mexico or something because he's gone so far he's got to make his way back to the home so it's kind of like a road movie hell yeah he's really starving it's like almost like a desert and he can't find water anywhere so he drinks his own milk and oh from, my god <laughs> from there it's like a sin to drink your own milk in the cow world yeah so he just goes yeah. on like this psychedelic trip back home where he's imagining all these things and none of them are happening and like he gets back to the barn and everyone's just dead that's the ending of it is it the, like the a... coyote he's got through and they ate everyone and he gets so is home it like... and he's just in shreds and he's just fucking depressed and he's just like drinking his own milk and he's <laughs> is it... it's like requiem is for it... a <laughs> I was gonna say, is it like The Simpsons when he has the hot chili and he starts like seeing that spirit coyote and going mad? <laughs> yeah, so he does like this, this crazy journey into himself. He gets back and finds the corpses of all his friends. The coyotes yeah. have come down. Does he have a Nicolas Cage in Mandy style revenge? plot where he just goes off the rails no it just ends the it, it just, just ends, ends with everyone dead and he's just like <sighs> I love really heavily and then the credits just come up and that's it it like zooms in on his eyes back down <laughs> and he's just covered in milk as well <laughs> he's all white so he thinks he's on this maybe he thinks he's been on this angelic mission to like get back to the barn and that's why he's like covered in white. He thinks he's really pure, but it's his own milk that he's covered in. And that's the greatest yeah, scene like, of them all. He wipes his like forehead with his hoof and like underneath is like a brown like cow. And he's like, oh my fucking God. And he like yeah. shoves his, his hooves into his mouth and he's like. The final shot is the only the one milk. in the whole film that's in colour and it's just loads of flames like engulfing the bar. <laughs> and he's this like, sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> maybe the film's like not had any dialogue. And the last line is a dialogue in like an unknown language because he's, he's a cow, isn't it? He's not a human. Yeah. So maybe he speaks in his own Latin. cow language. It says, <laughs> he just says, Moo, and the subtitle at the bottom says, do I smell bacon? <laughs> and that's the film ends. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking amazing. I think there could be a lot to do with him being the final survivor of a massacre of the farm and his descent into madness. There's it's definitely wow. going to be written and directed by Ari Aster that did like Midsummer and uh, oh yeah, is he's so is it going to be live action? <laughs> oh, 
I didn't think of that, but that could look really good. Nice no, claymation. Claymation, good. Yeah. Is it and is it still called Barnyard, the original party on? Oh no, what did no, you it's say? Called it's the called the taste of milk. The taste of milk. Yeah. You know what, mate? I think maybe we should cut this out and make this uh, into a spec <laughs> script and sell this because that's actually I quite like that. That's quite a weird. Have you just fucking come up with an actually really good film idea that should be made? It would definitely get six out of ten on IMDb, wouldn't it? The trailer would look I, really interesting, though. I think we should make it into a short. Get some clay. Let's go down to the works, buy loads of clay, and we'll make this work. <laughs> that All was right. very good. Well, we've made um, the mildly fart house into art house. Then how are we going to uh, be the absolute opposite and make it Madison? Uh, I came up with it's not even good. I just came up with the idea of Grown Ups Three, uh, the original party animals, where we have a crossover between the uh, the grown ups guys and the the animals of Barnyard, which are basically this has got the exact same plot of Grown Ups Two. Yeah, more or less, is pretty much the exact pretty same much, as isn't those it? films. Adam Sandler's got to learn responsibility because he's got a kid on the way, and then he on the way he meets a bunch of arseholes who he then has a massive fight with at the end with all his friends. Yeah, it's barnyard. Yeah. It's the same film. Growing up, Sue's even better. I mean, that was in the pit. And that's a much more enjoyable film than this. So, all right, we're not going back to the pit discussion. We're not going back to this discussion, Luke. (laughs) I'm shutting your butt down. (laughs) Do you have any other ideas for... No. (laughs) Put all my effort into Carnyard. Right, I'll tell you mine then. Mine is called Adam Sanders' Balls Out. Balls is in male cattle. Balls. Balls out, yeah. Okay. You know, like getting your balls out, yeah. Um, The villain is Steve Buscemi, obviously. Sandler is a cow who wishes he could be a man. So, like, you know, that whole thing I was Like you said. Yeah, with the whole thing of finding your human artifacts and stuff. Um, Recasting Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. Kevin James is going to voice a pig. Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) Adam Sandler has a big musical number called Udderless that is basically part of your world from Little Mermaid. David Spade is a pig who wants to date a female farmer. I think that could be something. So, hang on. David Spade and Kevin James are both pigs. How many pig characters are there? Two, <laughs> just those two. I think that David Spade. Oh no, no! I've said he's a. I've said he's a pig, but like in the way that you say, "Oh God, what a dirty pig that man is." What? what <laughs> is he a man then? He's a man. He's, a he's acting like a, he's a, pig. <laughs> a llama. That works. He's a llama with pig characteristics. And my last note. He's just been says, a llama. I'm just remembering. <laughs> yeah, I know. Disney crew. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's because I just this... love films that rip off Disney. Films. Yeah, if you want to keep this as being like Barnyard, it's got to rip off every other movie. Um, okay, Rob Schneider okay. is a Mexican donkey, is my last note. Yeah, Steve Buscemi is a, a lizard monster. Yeah. <laughs> He's an alligator who stands on his back <laughs> legs. See the new villain? Yeah, I think that, that works. There is elements to this, did you find, that were a bit Adam Sandler troop. I think just the bunch of boys having fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a similar it felt, sort of sense of humour, isn't it? It felt spiritually like an Adam Sandler film. That's why I think I don't feel as bad about wasting it so does, much time. It definitely does kind of Watching fit. and talking about it. But we yeah. can apply our learned knowledge from going through these Adam Sandler films to this, I guess. That's what we're bringing to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh. you'd have to change much to make this into like a Happy Madison film because as you say it does feel like grown ups. There's been a couple of films like that that are just boys getting together and being idiots. I mean even Hotel Transylvania like it's basically the boys into, yeah into animals it's not much different. Okay well what oh. are we doing next week? <laughs> next week we are going to be going back to Adam Sandler. How long has it been? A long time. We've been really time. adrift. We're going to do an episode called Sandler on the Small Screen. Mm-hmm. We're going to be watching and unpacking several of Adam Sandler's appearances in sitcoms 
um, other comedy shows, right? Yeah, a bunch of TV appearances. The problem with this, I think, is that the runtime of it is probably the same as watching like the first two Lord of the Rings films because he's done a <laughs> he's done a bunch of appearances on TV shows. So I think we either do it as a two-parter where we'll say, right, we're going to do these, I don't know, eight episodes first and then we'll come back to it in like a month's time and do the other remaining whatever off air we'll decide and handpick them and talk about them in the intro for the next one but it's a lot of yeah. stuff I think I can confidently say that both of us have maybe only seen like two episodes of these shows I've seen uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff yeah, but me too. some of the like God, the Cosby show if we have to watch that like I've never seen that I never intended to it's going to be interesting because he started off in TV but then like if you look at him now he's one of those people where he's only got a small handful of TV roles in the last like yeah. 15 years or whatever and we've mentioned that we think he'd be good in a TV role, haven't we, a few times. I just want to point out as well that this is not going to be anything about SNL because that's a fucking mammoth yeah. of a task. And we're going to do that, I think, in a separate episode. There's just so much SNL stuff he's done. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for this. If you want to get in touch with us to let us know what you thought of Barnyard, you can get in touch with us at thesandlerpit at gmail.com uh, and you can also visit us on social media at the thesandlerpit on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook where um, we're posting the Udderly vest. In, Come uh, and jump town. into our virtual pigsty. <laughs> oh, I'm taking off this fucking donkey outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's also worth saying that we should get people to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts because, like, oh, please. we've just delivered you such a great episode of content here talking about the film Barnyard. So it's only right to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Yeah. We have had one email from sean wells i used to like this one podcast he wrote hello from canada luke's i've noticed in listening to your show that i've never once heard you mention the steve martin movie mixed nuts the only other adam sandler christmas movie i just thought i would bring it to your attention just in case it wasn't on your radar in it he has a role about the size of his role in airheads love the show boys sean wells airheads, thank you that's, sean. that's quite good then Oh, unless he means coneheads no, so if it's <laughs> if it's airheads we famously questioned everything (laughs) (laughs) his character in that but in Coneheads he's barely in it so Mm. I hope you mean Airheads yeah we are we are going to be watching Mixed Nuts in the next couple of weeks we'll do TV and then Mixed Nuts yeah I think that should be quite good to be fair hopefully yeah like Steve Martin Nora Ephron as well I think made it yeah, so I, I look, I've always liked Steve Martin, so I'm quite looking forward to that one. But yeah, thanks for the email, and we do appreciate yeah. it. Cheers, Sean. I think um, we should tell people to check out Sean's podcast as well. I used to like this one. I've, I think I've listened to an episode they did on Happy Gilmore, which was good. And uh, oh, yeah. give them a listen, give them a follow. It's give always... them a review. Yeah, give them, review a review as well. give them a review. From Canada as well. It's mad to think people in Canada have heard us talk about Meadow Hall and like No Edmonds or whatever we go on That's about. so... <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to start leaning even more into just really British references that the pure no British shit about. Thank you to Joe Tyrone for all your music for the podcast. I just want a cover of I Won't Back Down by Joe Tyrone. Is that so much to fucking ask for? Joe has covered songs from Toy Story. He did I'll Go Sailing No More. Um, he, he did one from Frozen. So it's only right that he then goes on to do one from a much worse Barnyard. animated film that rips off every other one called Barnyard. <laughs> In all fairness, this is a Tom Petty and Johnny Cash song. Yeah, true. And, and also the one from Frozen, what's that song that he, he covered? Hmm. 
I, can't I don't know. One from the head. second Frozen one. Not a good one. It's not a good song from Frozen. But his cover's good. His cover's I, I illustrated good, yeah. the single cover for that on Spotify, so give it a look. Oh, Just nice. look up Joe Tyrone. Go through all his back catalogue. It's a delight. Yeah, it's much better than the music in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe's music video will be out for his song with Mike Shinoda as well, which we were advertising for a long time on this podcast. I stopped because I was like sick of hearing it. Stop. You were sick of hearing your wife speaking and your best friend singing a song. Yeah. That's what you're telling me. You're sick There's of only hearing. so much you can hear it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, strong, great track. It's on one of my playlists. I listen to it all the time. I really and the like video it. is, is beautifully shot. I don't know how it looks so good, but fucking hell, it does look good. I've heard it looks exactly like Barnyard. <laughs> <laughs> it's animated by Steve Odekirk that made this film. <laughs> Oh dear. Thank you to Luke Terry for editing together all these episodes as well. How long has this been going on, this raw recording? Not as long as I had to wait for you to turn up to start actually recording it. So that's always (laughs) an hour hour and 37 we're on for this. And yeah, I was an hour and a half late because I overslept. And thank you to Luke Thomas for eventually turning up and for For having all the wrong opinions, for turning up late and for drawing some bullshit. Yeah. Thank you for your drawing. Can't wait to see the picture you do of the end game style battle at the end of Barnyard with every single character that you know and love so much because this is your favorite film. So you've got to draw every single character, even Dag the Coyote, even the little boy that gets pushed out of bed. You're drawing all of it. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) Shut up. So come back next week where we're going to be watching Salah on the small screen. Until then, it's been a very happy, uh, it's been a very happy James buy from me and a very happy James buy from him. Ah, moo. That's called boy tipping. And I won't back down.